a friend of mine and a person that I've had on the show is actually part of this whole little uh, th- shindig here. Uh, Anita Gall, uh, of course, a great DFLer out in the west part of the state. She's run for office over there. She's uh, also, by the way, Anita, Can I, I'm going to start off with this. That honey you brought me as a gift, holy <laughs> God, was that delicious. I'm st- I know, it's good stuff. Next time I'm in the metro, I'll bring you more if you Please. need more. Okay, you gave me a big mason jar. I yeah, cracked I that sucker open to probably about the 10th of September. I'm almost out. <gasps> wow, you eat a lot of honey in your house, although I'll be sure. Maybe I'll bring you two just to tide you over. Uh, yeah, I think you need That is fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Uh, you are uh, currently the vice chair of the redesign the Minnesota State Flag Commission, and uh, you're kind enough to join today to join us to talk a little bit about this and encourage people to get out there and put their submissions in. Uh, first of all, how did you get involved in this? How did I get involved? Well, uh, this summer I was someone alerted me that there was a website where there's all these state commissions that are looking for people to serve on these commissions. So I was scrolling through, and I happened to come across this one, the State Flag and Seal Redesigns Commission, and I thought, well, that's something I'm interested in. Mm. I'm a historian. This is part of history. This would be an interesting commission to to be part of. Uh, So I applied for one of the three seats on the commission that is open to members of the general public. Uh, The rest are chosen from various constituencies around the state. So I applied, thought, I ain't got a shot, you know. But then a couple weeks later, I got a call from the governor's office um, informing me that the governor had chosen me, appointed me to be one of the three members of the general public. So I was so excited. I whooped really loud. I'm sure the staffer partly lost their hearing (laughs) because I whooped so loudly. Uh, But that's how I found myself on the commission. Uh, The state flag of Minnesota as it currently is. Um, it, you know, it's, it, it's got the same problems a lot of flags do, which is as we kind of get on here, we start to realize, you know, maybe it's not the best representation of the people of the state, nor especially of the native Americans who basically, uh, they have a, a bit of a grudge, a legitimate grudge, uh, on things to go here. Um, it, it is a fairly recognizable symbol here. I mean, th- that seems to be a lot of the goal. And, and by the way, we are not the only state that's done this. A lot of states have t- taken some time, step back and look at what their state flags represent and have to said, you know, we need to do something here to, to change this because this is, you know, maybe this was fine in the 1870s. It's not good now. Absolutely. We're not the only state really looking at what our state flag and state seal say and the message they give. Uh, Utah, I don't know if people have been following, Utah just approved their new state flag this March. Uh, Recently, Georgia and Mississippi decided to change their state flags because their state flags had the Confederate flag in it. You know, that's probably not the greatest representation of our state we can have. Um, and I know Maine and Massachusetts are also currently in the redesign process, too. So we are not like the, the only state in the union. We're not some outlier. A lot of states are stepping back and, and looking at their flags, too. And we should mention, I'll give you South Carolina redesigned their flag. Once again, another state that had the Confederate flag in their, in their flag. They redesigned it. It is one of the prettiest flags I've ever seen. It's that blue with the palm, the yes, palmetto the tree. Yes, the blue with the palmetto. Oh, it is beautiful. Oh, that's a fantastic 
fantastic one. So it's not like I mean, and, and, and our flag right now is relatively busy. There's, there's lots of there's lots of stars. <laughs> there's and, an understatement of the year. Relatively mm-hmm. busy. Yeah. <laughs> there's images. There's a story there. There's a you know there's letters and stars and all these things. And and it, it's a proof positive when you look at the South Carolina flag, you don't have to have a ton of stuff on there. You can basically have a very almost I don't want to say minimalism, but a, a fairly minimal design and color scheme, and you can end up being spectacularly beautiful. Oh, you are absolutely right. In fact, there if we've done a research in vexillologists, wow, that word's wow. a mouthful. You know, flag experts recommend recommend that flags should not be this busy. Minnesota's flag violates basically all of the principles of good flag design. The simpler, the better. A kid should be able to draw your flag. What kid could possibly draw that, uh, what did you say, relatively busy? It's a busy flag. <laughs> it's a busy flag. Nobody can. So simple is beautiful. Let's create a simple and beautiful new flag. Well, it's not Maryland. I mean, Maryland is a mess. You know? Okay. <laughs> okay, they do violate the principle of simplistic, but you got to admit it's distinctive. Because oh. that's another one of the five principles, be distinctive. It's distinctive. Oh, for sure. And it is, but it is really. Uh, and I think that in a lot of the states, by the way, and it is, it is amazing how similar at one point all the flags in the upper Midwest really were. They were almost was the same exact scheme, basically. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, that kind of that middle shield with the design on it, stars, mm-hmm. numbers, letters. It was, it, it was very common. At, I guess it must have been in the 1840s, 1850s. This was the flag design they went with. That's what I've heard. This is sort of the basic template. Okay. <laughs> so you need a state flag, quick a minute, use the template, put your seal on a blue background, there you go. Yeah, I think there's 14 states that have this basic same design. So, again, violates the principle, be distinctive. You cannot look at our flag and be like, oh, yeah, that's Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You're like, that could be Nebraska. Yeah, it could. could. be Maine, um, which is, I think, one reason why Utah decided. They had that basic, you know, state seal on a blue background and that's one reason they got rid of their flag so uh, and their flag their new flag looks actually quite nice too that actually is a very pretty flag too um the talk about the members of this commission uh are most of them are they house senate members is that where you're getting them no actually um there are 17 members on this commission 13 with voting power four with non-voting power and the four are the legislatures we have uh, two representatives from the state senate, one from the majority and one from the minority, and then we have two representatives from the state house, one from the majority and one from the minority. But they do, they have, they can speak, they can offer opinions and advice. They cannot actually vote. The thirteen of us who are the voting members of the commission uh, are are just members of the general public who mm. were either appointed by the governor or appointed by various constituencies within the state. So we have. Uh, someone from the Council for Minnesotans of African Heritage. We have someone from the Minnesota Council on Latino Affairs um, and from uh, the Minnesota Tourism and uh, two members from the Indian Affairs Council. So we are a very diverse group of people representing a lot of different constituencies and viewpoints within the state. Now, let's let's talk about this, because this is I, when, when, when I, you and I chatted and I said, I got, let's have you on there. One of the first things I said to myself was, well, I think the easy way you could go is kind of a dark blue bottom, kind of a green pine tree middle, and kind of a light blue top. And then the first thing I said to myself is, 
Well, but that kind of ignores the agriculture side of the state. Yeah, yeah it does. And this is kind of one of the things where, you know, it's, and it's not, I mean, I think that that's relatively iconic, but at the same time, you want to flag, I mean, where you don't want to have, you know, 5,700,000 people, you know, all having one little dot on the thing, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, you know, kind of like a magic eye, but at the same time, it, you know, you do, it, it does become interesting if you are going to go more minimal, which I think is the a plan here, how do you do that without missing? Some, I mean, I, I'm going to guess there, there's always going to be some people that are going to be upset because they're going to feel yeah. as if it it doesn't represent. And I'm, I'm nothing against these communities. It doesn't represent Red Wing. It doesn't represent Grand Marais. It doesn't represent Thief River Falls. You know, so you, you got to be kind of careful. But I think you can put together a fairly simplistic flag that does represent the ag side and 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 you know maybe the metro area and then the lakes and stuff like that up in the north i think you could easily put it together that's not going to be nearly that complicated i would hope so and and you're right a lot of designs that i've heard you know well we need lake superior and we need the pine the norway pine because that's a state tree or we need the loon and i'm like those are all excellent ideas but none of those are on the prairie you know, and so I really, one of the reasons I wanted to be on this commission is I think rural Minnesota needs a voice at the table, too, you know, mm-hmm. to make sure, like, hey, don't forget, there's another half of the state here um, that wants to have input, that wants to be part of this process. Ooh. But you're right. Designing a state flag that represents all of us is going to be a challenge, well, I which did- is why we've opened this process up to the public, to have them help us come up with a flag that, you know, maybe not everyone's. You know, excited about it. It's hard to please everyone, but the majority of Minnesotans are. Well, I okay. So I just came up with something here. All right. So because I think I know, I know. I heard it. Like you should submit it, Matt. Submit it. All right. Let, tell, yeah. me, tell me. Tell me. Tell me what you're on the commission. You tell me how you, how this goes. So I think water, since water is is pretty much everywhere, whether it's rivers or lakes, you have a dark yeah. blue bottom, and then you have on the left side in the middle, you have kind of tan representing crops. You maybe have okay. a, you know a little bit of a skyline in the middle. And then on the right, on the uh, on the left side, it's the, the crops and the skyline in the middle. And on the on the right side, it's maybe some trees and then blue sky on top. I mean, really, fairly simplistic. You know, I mean, obviously, you're going to get some people like, "Why is my building not included?" I guess maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, or maybe we just put the chair on the or just maybe we just put prints on the thing. Can we just do a purple flag with prints on it? And I think we'll all be good, wouldn't we? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you, we don't have a lot of rules we have to follow, but one rule that is in the piece of legislation passed by the, by the legislature, signed by the governor, says that our new flag cannot represent only a single community or person, regardless of whether real or stylized. So we cannot just put prints on the flag. Even when he had those cheekless pants? I mean, I think that really I'm- would... <laughs> That would be a state flag. <laughs> that would be distinctive. I do agree, Matt, but it's against uh, the law creating this commission. So unfortunately, we cannot put prints on the new state flag. The man, Sorry. The man keeping us down on this one. All right. Well, and uh, so there goes Dylan, too. All right. Yep. So, all right, let's talk about the process here, because obviously this is something you want the entire state, anyone that's in the state, that wants to put in, uh, and by the way, is it for Minnesota residents only? Actually, I'm glad you clarified that because I've noticed a lot of the media coverage it specifies Minnesotans can now submit flag and seal design ideas. It's not limited to just Minnesotans. 
this was a discussion the commission had. Should we limit it to people who are only with Minnesota residency or Minnesota addresses? And then we thought about, but what if you grew up in Minnesota, but you retired and you live in Arizona now? You just got tired of the Minnesota winters. Or what if you, you know, you lived in Minnesota most of your life, but you took a teaching job in China and now you happen to be living in China? Should you be disqualified just because you don't have a current Minnesota address? And we decided, no, it is open to anyone, but you will be asked in 100 words or less to briefly explain your connection to Minnesota. So we didn't want to limit it by saying you had to be a Minnesota resident. You do realize you're about to get about, I'm going to guess, 100 Packer flags saying Packers <laughs> rule. You know, then, then, you, I know. Some people will troll us. I know. I know. We're, we're prepared for that. Uh, um, we're, we're not, to be honest, we have no idea how many submissions we're going to get. Maybe we get 500. Maybe we get a thousand. Maybe like Utah, we get eight thousand submissions. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, which is crazy. <laughs> Some of these states have gotten thousands and thousands of submissions, and, yeah. so, and, and they've had classroom. And this is one of the things I love about this: is it really is something that you know kids can be part of too. Because sure, maybe not the artistic chops as someone who's like a forty-year artist. But they still can put a, a plan on in place and you can say, okay, this is not bad. I, I love the idea that, you know, it, it kind of is open to everyone. And I do hope you end up getting thousands and thousands of submissions on this. Do you know, like, uh, do you know if we get thousands and thousands, 13 of us have to go through thousands, well, the <laughs> thousands green, of submissions. The Green Bay Packer ones we can really put right into the, the, the shredder right away, right? I think we're done. With, we're all good with that. Okay, bye. Those are done. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, so basically, yeah, if we get thousands and thousands, please do not talk to me in November. <laughs> Submissions period closes on October 30, and then we get right to work, somehow narrowing all the submissions down to the five finalists in November. So now, if a person... Don't talk to me. Don't contact me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll be busy. <laughs> you'll be busy. Okay, so you, they have until October 30th. Now, how, do, how does someone submit their design all right so you can do it two ways like like you said we might have kids and in fact i just led a 4-h after school program yesterday uh went to talk to the little 4-hers second third fourth graders talked about how the flag was being redesigned they were all excited at the end we all got our eight and a half pieces of paper and we drew our ideas and these kids had great ideas some put loons on, some are like the blue symbolizes water, right? We don't want to exclude anyone. So you can mail it in. There is a physical mailing address where you can put your piece of paper with your design on it and you can mail it. And that is on the State Emblems Redesign Commission website. And by the way, I'm going to, uh, read, that, is, I'm going to read that here. Is it 345 West Kellogg Boulevard, St. Paul, Minnesota 55102, right? That is right. You got it. You got it. Um, we ask, please put that in a manila envelope and don't fold it. Okay. okay? If, you right. could, if you could do that, that would be really helpful for us in the commission. Um, and the website where you get uh, that, that address, and the, there's a submission form because you do have to sign off, you know, like, I understand that this is my original work and that I sign over my rights to this and I won't ask for compensation, things like that. Um, and that's at ww 3 dot m n h s dot o r g backslash s e r c s e r c 
Yep. All the right. Historical Society is doing is so helpful for this commission's work. They are providing all the administrative support. Um, so basically, you're going to the Minnesota Historical Society's website, and you'll find this SERC link to it. So you can mail it in, or you can just simply submit it online. If you've got it as a JPEG file or something like that, just submit it online digitally. And at the end, we've got until mid 11.59 p.m. on October 30 to mail us in the mail or submit digitally your ideas for the new state flag or the new state seal. Uh, and if you've got more than one, that's okay. Everyone can submit up to three of each. Only three people. All right, because we don't want Anita going crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I know. We, we did talk about should we have unlimited, and then we're like, well, then what if we get... 10,000 entries. <laughs> it's another Green Bay Packer one. <laughs> another right, one. So we did have, we did put just a cap of three per person. So if you've got more than three ideas, you've got to narrow it down to your three best. Okay, Matt? Another so one from Manitowoc. Ahead of yours, your three best. <laughs> All right. I'm going to post the story from the great Brianna Bierschbach over at the Star Tribune where it has all the information on how you submit this. Yes. I'll put this out on the social media pages a little bit later on. But once again, if you do want to mail it to a manila envelope, do not bend it. Okay. And Don't you uh, do not bend it. You mail it to 345 West Kellogg Boulevard, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55102. And, uh, so they, they, and that is sending it to the Emblems Redesign Commission. And there you go. Uh, so that's you can send that on in. No more than three, and anyone can do this. I'm, I'll be remiss. i got to take a quick moment here because I think one of my favorite times of the year to go out into the, the, the prairie land of Minnesota is fall. How pretty is it out there right now? It is. The leaves are turning. I think we are in our peak season. We are also in the height of harvest season right now, mm. um, although the, yesterday, last night's rain has um, put a pause on that for today. So the trees are beautiful. The air is dusty because there's <laughs> a lot of combining going on. There's a lot of farm implements on the road, but it is a beautiful time of year. September, October is the best time of year in southern Minnesota. It really is. I mean, guys, those sunsets against those changing leaves are as pretty as they get. So... Oh, I might have to. I might have. I might have to come out and get some honey there. <laughs> maybe you're right. Maybe you should just take a road trip, and I can bring you to meet my brother in this farm where he actually has the bees. You can see right where it comes from. So, as opposed he to, he says he's got a bumper crop of honey this year. Well, so. as opposed to pick your own apples, I am not going to harvest my own honey. I will get stung. No, so, no, we don't expect you to. No, okay, no, 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 go, no, go, no. Go <laughs> that's done for you. <laughs> Anita Gall, Anita, anytime you want to come on, my friend, you are always welcome on this show. You have something to talk about. And maybe what we'll do is we'll have you on the last week of October to remind people of the submissions and try to get them in. So we'll, we'll remind people of that at the end of the month. Um, and and we'll, 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 we'll you know, kind of once again put out those websites, okay? That sounds excellent, excellent. So, But, Matt, I'm expecting that as I'm looking through all the submissions at some point in November, I hope yours is there. I'm sending it to you first directly, okay? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't because I don't want to be biased, right? And be like, oh, this, this, oh, I recognize this is Matt. It's like, I've got to be an objective judge here. So don't put your name on it. Don't send it to me first. But I want to hear that you sent it in. It's, yeah, yeah. Prince on the, the cherry and spoon. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I mean, look for that one, all right? Uh, <laughs> oh, you can't do that, Matt, because then we'll have to put it in the disqualified pile. All righty. I'll, I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I will submit one. I will submit one. I will see Excellent. how it looks. I will, I will see how it goes. And uh, I'll look forward to having you back on the air in a few weeks, okay? Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. I appreciate it as always.